impressed with myself it's two weeks in a row this time so pretty excited about that honestly um let's just get right to the point one person who's watching if you could like this video share it comment that would be fantastic for me i would really appreciate it but so me and one person who's watching right now we're gonna get to know each other better and so i thank you for that Someone else has entered the chat. But like I said, please like, share the video. If you'd like to support me, you can go into the description of the video on Facebook and click the link to Streamlabs and send me a tip or whatever it's called through Streamlabs. That would be awesome. Don't sign up for a premium account by accident because that will cost you money for no reason. You can also follow me on Instagram. At Bro Here's the Thing and Twitter at Devastator48. Now, another fun fact I still have a discount code for Resistance Coffee. If you go there and you enter the code Davis at checkout, you'll still receive, I believe it's 10% off your first order. So you can go check that out if you want to get some awesome conservative coffee. <clears throat> conservative, Bible believing, even maybe. Anyway, guys, like I said, get involved. Anyway, so I'm going to be talking about the Pope, but not yet. I've got a couple other things to cover. So, first and foremost, I mean, I'm a little bit behind on things, but that's okay. You have Daniel Smith uh, the other day on Twitter. Uh, ooh, there you go. She brought this to my attention. Oh, man, and it's getting hard not to like Danielle Smith, honestly. Um, it's getting really hard because she's been just nailing it lately. They're trying to say that she said something really uncool about cancer. I, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, uh, it's like if you go for more cancer screenings and doctor's checkups, they'll catch cancer earlier is kind of, from what I can understand, the gist of what she said. So I'm pretty over it because I would imagine that most people would agree that that's true. So anyway, Daniel Smith says on Twitter, uh, we're all in this together. Didn't mean what we thought. Albertans are rightly stunned and outraged. They gave Dr. Hinshaw a $228,000 COVID bonus. So her salary total was almost $600,000. Her normal salary is $363,000, and her bonus, we'll call it a COVID bonus, I guess, was $227,900. Now, the problem is that 
if this were a just country, um, we would see this woman um, possibly being on trial for treason. And treason, you know, should should carry the death penalty. So up as its highest, as its highest, uh, you know, sentencing. But we don't live in a country that does that or even pretends to protect justice. So it would just be nice to see this woman in jail for really any amount of time, maybe even just to lose her job would almost be good enough. Also, I guess is she uh is she old enough to have a smallpox vaccine? Is that what that is? On her arm? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, hey, it's Josh. <clears throat> I felt a lot better when the Pope apologized. Josh says, "I don't believe that." Uh for a second, Mike Kennedy says that's a payoff to keep everything going. Like so Mike, I understand what you're saying, but honestly, um, I don't really believe that she actually has like a real legitimate say in anything. Um, she's doing what the government that's in power wants. That's what this comes down to all this. Um, (laughs) you know what, you know what, Josh, you back off. Okay. Uh, Josh is harassing me about my June goal of being only $20 given. You're right. I need to restart my goal. It's true. And you know what would really help me restart my goal, Josh? You giving 20 bucks to my August kickoff. How's that? Anyway, um, yeah, I don't really think that she's in charge. Um, that's always been like, there's always been this tension of like, oh, her and Kenny are debating what to do in the back. That's that's fake to me. I don't believe that that's really what's ever happened. So um, they are paying her well to be a shill. Is really what it comes down to, in my opinion. <sighs> Excuse me. Of course, I could be wrong. Anyway, now that we've got all our rage, you know, uh, built up, let's take a look at something else. So, guys, you've probably heard about all the court cases coming up right now in Alberta, and obviously one is relevant to me. Now, I didn't do any, I haven't, I didn't, I didn't really report on it, report, um, when it, when it was happening, but now you've got, uh, this Ingram versus the, uh, the, her majesty, um, technically it's against Dina Hinshaw. What do you got there? Yeah, man, that would be dumb. I'm not even going to comment on what was just said because <clears throat> it's so ridiculous. But anyway, uh, you've got the, uh, law, the case coming up. Uh, Ingram versus uh, Her Majesty. And that is basically a filing that involves some churches, a Baptist church, things like that. And so every because that's at a higher court level, all the other cases involving COVID lockdowns in Alberta be, with a constitutional challenge are on hold until... Uh, that one goes through. Now, I think that that one has been pushed back. So I think some of the stuff on the article 
is probably out of date. And, um, <clears throat> but we're going to take a look. So we're on the Edmonton journal and you can tell this is from, sorry, this is from May 11th. So it's, it's, it's pretty old, but basically just says this grace life pastors case adjourned again, pending outcome of Calgary COVID case. So the case involving James Coates has been put on hold until this Ingram case goes through. It says, uh, a lawyer for Coates said Wednesday, we expect the Ingram case to be decisive on this matter. Grace Life Church pastor James Coates' constitutional challenge of Alberta COVID-19 restrictions has been rescheduled until a similar Alberta case concludes. On Wednesday, Coates' case was pushed to August 3rd as he continues to wait on the results of a legal challenge from a group of individuals and churches in Calgary. Now, as you know, that would have been yesterday, but I believe that that has been updated now and they are still waiting for the Ingram case. I'm not sure exactly when that's going through. Trying to find it was uh, fairly difficult. All I could find uh, was updates from late April on the last time uh, Dean Hinshaw was in court getting grilled by Leighton Gray. So, um, yeah, it's a group of individuals and churches in Calgary. That's this next case. So it's that case brought by plaintiffs Rebecca Marie Ingram, Heights Baptist Church, Northside Baptist Church, Aaron Blacklaws and Tory Tanner is also challenging Alberta's public health rules and featured testimony from Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Dina Hinshaw. A lawyer for Coates said Wednesday, we expect it to be decisive on this matter, um, the courts. He said the Calgary case will likely be concluded by August with a ruling on the constitutionality of Alberta's COVID response. Notably, the judge in the Ingram case ruled that Hinshaw could not rely on Cabot confidentiality to avoid discussing her closed-door recommendations on COVID policy. So I would call that a fairly good sign. I mean, it doesn't mean any; it doesn't mean that much, but at least he is not allowing her to have this total confidentiality that she asked for. So that's good. Coates' case gained international attention when he refused to follow masking and capacity rules during services at his Parkland County Church. So I would like to correct the Edmonton Journal. I mean, I guess they're saying uh, what it looks like from their perspective, but <clears throat> what actually happened is James Coates and the elders at Grace Life took the stance that they could not enforce masking and capacity rules that it would be wrong for them to do so it would not be within their authority to limit the number of people coming to their church that would be the argument Coates was jailed for 35 days for refusing to sign a document pledging to adhere to covid measures Grace Life continued to worship despite the public health measures until April 2021 when Alberta Health Services fenced off the church property and locked the doors. Um, just going to... Oh yeah, okay, never mind. Never mind. He, it does mention that he was jailed. It's like I just didn't see it there in the article. It's crazy. The church ultimately held services at a secret location until AHS returned the property. Uh, 
Judge Robert Shigegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegegeg
in a completely unrelated post that's definitely not related to um, C-19 or um, anything to do with needles or spike proteins or anything like that. I just want to read this article about a 27-year-old doctor who is a triathlete who um, just died mysteriously. So we're just going to go over that. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm trying to not have my video taken down, right? So here you go. Warmington, triathlete, 27, becomes fifth GTA doctor to die in July. And look, what a nice looking lady. Oh, Dr. Candace Naiman, 27, a, red, a resident at McMaster Children's Hospital in Hamilton, collapsed while swimming in a triathlon and died four days later on Thursday, July 28th, 2022. So, what what do you think made that happen? Like, I don't know, per se. But the uptick in 27-year-olds that are just collapsing and then dying is, like, alarming. And um, if there's any medical professionals out there who could provide us with any clues as to what's happening uh, to these young athletic people, um, it would be greatly appreciated. Now, interestingly enough, um, in a completely unrelated topic, uh, I remember talking about the, um, the cookies, the V words, uh, about how, uh, and reading something, uh, where, you know, um, experts that were taken off the internet were talking about, uh, how the most healthy and active people that are vaccinated, um, are going to be the ones that are collapsing because they're running this stuff through their system more times and it's causing more damage quicker for them. So actually, if you're less active and you don't get your heart rate going very much, um, there'll be less damage caused uh, by the um, COVID cookies. Um, so she radiated positivity and lived a vibrant and active life. But what the world lost in the sudden and tragic death of Dr. Candace Naiman was a woman who had dedicated her life to the health of children. Yeah, that is really sad. The 27-year-old, who was a resident doctor at McMaster Children's Hospital, collapsed in a triathlon. I already read that part. <clears throat> Friends kept an around-the-clock prayer vigil for the much-loved Naiman, who lost her fight. And that her request had her organs donated to help others. <sighs> I'd love to know if there were any organs that they couldn't they couldn't donate. Um, yeah, she was the loving daughter of Nicole and Gary, and the sister of Lauren, her twin. Oh, and Maurice, as well as partner to Seth Caddish. Reads an obituary on the Benjamins Park Memorial tra uh, Chapel. So she was a triathlete. <clears throat> Just talks about what a fantastic person she was. Um, 
I would like to find... Here we go. This has been a tough week that just got worse with this news. <clears throat> Four other local doctors have died this summer. <clears throat> Trillium Partners, staff physicians, Dr. Jacob Sawicki, Dr. Stephen McKenzie, Dr. Lauren Seagal died last week, just days after the tragic death of Nor North York General Hospital's Dr. Paul Hannum, an Olympian who died during a run at 50 years old. Now he's 50. <sighs> Sounds like he's still athletic, though. In all four cases, their hospitals made it clear their deaths were not related to the C-19 vaccine. Of course, of course they did. And we should always believe everything that we're told all the time. The cause of death in Mr. Naaman's case has not been released. Um, I go figure. I wonder what we would learn or what kind of things, conclusions we could come to if her, the cause of her death were ever released. Pretty sad stuff. Pretty sad stuff. Um, Josh says sudden, yeah, Phoebe says sudden adult death syndrome. Uh, yeah, look it up. Cause now it's a thing. Sad. <laughs> you know, it's sad. Anyone who believes that. <laughs> oh, Josh says, wait, what is a woman? I mean, that's a great point. I don't even know the genders of these doctors. And if they identify the way that the Edmonton, was it? Oh no, it was the sun, the Toronto sun. I don't know if that's how, um, they wanted to be identified. And so that's pretty offensive. Good call, Josh. So <clears throat> this is probably what we've all been waiting for, really. I mean, we're 22 minutes in and I've just been droning on ominously about nothing. So let's bring up this video. Uh, this is a new rebel reporter. Well, I've never seen her before. Maybe she's not new. I haven't really been paying attention to anything lately. Oh, so obviously we know that, uh, the Pope visited Canada, uh, to apologize for the residential school system as a whole, I guess. And we're going to check out that video. Um, we're just going to get some reactions, you know, we're going to see how we feel about it. Maybe... Maybe I'll really sympathize with the Pope on this one. I don't know. The Pope is here because Justin Trudeau beckoned him here. Trudeau demanded that the Pope come to Canada and apologize for the cultural genocide that has happened in this nation. The reports of these discoveries sparked a summer of violence towards Christian churches and even dozens of arson hate crimes towards Catholic churches. Let's you know what you do, right? Like, if you have a problem with um, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, what you do is you... You go to uh, reserves um, and you burn down Roman Catholic churches that natives attend like that, that, sorry, what first nations, indigenous peoples, sorry. Um, yeah. What you do is you burn down the churches that they attend to really hammer home the point um, that, um, you know, you hate what was done to them. So what you do 
is you burn down the the building that they that they go to to congregate with each other that 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 taught them a lesson that taught the roman catholic church what's up you guys did it arsonists let's hit the streets of calgary to find out how much people know about why the pope is here and how they feel about the governments and the vatican's attempts for reconciliation i ask for god's forgiveness and i want to say to you with all my heart i am very sorry so I might as well bring this up right now. Jason Kenney, uh, when he was coming, uh, when the Pope was coming, uh, made this post that was like, um, this is like a great step on the path to reconciliation. And you know, it reminds me of a Bible verse relating to false teachers. Now, it's not the same. And uh, I'm not trying to equate the two. I'm not trying to use a Bible verse out of context. It was just... It just really reminded me um, of the same kind of, I don't know, like what mood. So basically what you would say about Jason Kenny is, or about this concept of we're pursuing reconciliation. So you pursue reconciliation, but you are never reconciled. You you you'll always be in a constant state of working further to reconciliation but you never get to be reconciled which actually really reminds me completely of the roman catholic church because you see all man-made religions revolve around the fact that um you you are you are never saved you're always attaining salvation. You're always working towards a goal. And uh, so actually this makes total sense that the Pope is on a path to reconciliation, but he will never be reconciled because um, that is what his God teaches him. And the God of all of these people, the false God that they all worship, the God of reconciliation is always just uh, you're just it's just a system of working towards reconciliation but you never get to have the person on the other side say we are reconciled now it is finished and i think that's my biggest concern with this whole thing is it's it's really just a works based type religion but anyway what it reminded me of was um in second timothy 3 paul is talking about false teachers and he says um you know what? hold on let's change the stuff um sorry so oh 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 yeah let's do that so first timothy 3 uh, verse 7 talking about false teachers it talks about how they are always learning and never able to come to the full full knowledge of the truth and that's now, this is a false teacher, and that's what this reminded me of, but the connection kind of stops there. It's just, you're always reconciling, but never reconciled, and false teachers are always uh, learning and never able to come to the knowledge of anything. Um, Phoebe says, this does nothing but keep people in a state of victimhood. Agreed. 
I would definitely agree with that, Phoebe. So let's listen to what he has to say. And I join my brothers, the Canadian bishops, in asking your pardon. Clearly, the content of the faith cannot be transmitted in a way contrary to the faith itself. Jesus taught us to welcome love, serve, and not judge. It is frightening. It is a frightening thing then when precisely in the name of the faith, counter-witness is rendered to the gospel. So, do you know anything about the Pope? So, oh, I just want to, like, deal with the fact that it says genocide there. Um, maybe we can capture that on the screen. Look at this. Pope says a genocide took place at Canada's residential schools. A genocide? So... No bodies have been found in any of these mass graves yet. She's going to talk about how in Kamloops they never found any bodies. None. Nothing yet. It doesn't, it's, it's not real. There are no mass graves of dead children all over these reserves. And if there is, they haven't even been close to being located yet. So saying a genocide happened is... I don't even know if gross over-exaggeration is fair. Now, um, do I believe that atrocities against children were committed? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but yes, it's the Roman Catholic Church. Their MO, in a lot of ways, is doing harm against children. Seems to be a lot of issues in that church as an entity uh, that harms children. Seems to be their seems to be their mo. So saying it's a genocide can't even really call it an exaggeration as much as it is just a lie. Counter witness is rendered to the gospel. So do you know anything about the Pope visits currently in Canada? Yeah. I've seen it on the news. Well, yes, I do. I know why the Pope's in, in Alberta, yes. I know that he's here and he's made some apologies. I heard the Pope is sorry. So Pope Francis is currently- I would love to hear what that girl says because she comes across as so sarcastic. It's, <laughs> I just want to know what, I, I don't know if she shows her again, but I want to know what she finished with after that because- her, the look on her face made me laugh. Like, let's go back here for a second. In Alberta, yes. I know that he's here. And he's made some apologies. Her. <laughs> I heard the Pope is sorry. So yeah, she does not look impressed. She definitely thinks that he hasn't done enough. He has, will never be reconciled to that lady. But her face is hilarious. So, Pope Francis is currently in Alberta, granting apologies to the First Nations communities for the residential schools. What are your thoughts on his efforts? I'm from Belgium, so we are not uh, compromised with this kind of things. Um, but in the great politics, I think that um, we have to be very tolerant about uh, everything concerning other people or people from the uh, nations from like here the first nations yeah actually i i really don't know why they even left that guy's comments and actually this guy that's just talking he 
is uh he's he's interesting he says something that i think is interesting even though it's not well articulated i think he he touches on something that it's actually it's a really good um i think it was a good observation from him yeah actually i feel like i couldn't care less but like i do have some animosity towards him visiting and i heard that he like recently apologized for all that's going on or not like all, all that's come up within like all residential schools and everything but like i mean like who does who does the po- so he's unclear and then he gets to the point and yeah you'll see hope even like if the pope is asking for forgiveness from like let's say canada or, or the indigenous community within canada like and the Pope's asking forgiveness from them. Like, who who do we really have to ask forgiveness to? Like, because, like, people who are go to confession from the Catholic Church and things like that, you know what I mean? Like, what is, like, like, I just don't understand. Like, what are we even confessing to them for when they have sins that aware? So, do you hear what he said? Really, what he said was, I think this is a good, <laughs> he's on to something. Why? would I go confess my sins? He understands that you go to a Roman Catholic priest and confess your sins so that they can forgive you for your sins. He's saying, why would I go to them when they are apologizing for sins that they've committed? So somewhere in there, he's understanding that a man who is imperfect cannot forgive you for sin. I thought that was a really, really interesting, um, really interesting comment. And also I think that this man is probably more qualified to be running the Catholic church than, uh, the Pope is because, uh, I would say that that is a better theological, um, conclusion to come to than I've ever heard come out of Pope Francis's mouth. Um, thank you, friend. I am really, really happy that you said that. And Josiah, my friend, is giving me an intro here. It says, confess your sins to God. God alone can forgive sins. So, man, if I could, if there was some way that this young man could see this video... I would tell you, yes, you're right. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't have to go confess your sins to an imperfect man. You need to confess your sins to a perfect God. And you don't need a guy in a box on the other side of a booth listening to you to do that. What you do is you turn to God and you say, God, please forgive me of your, my sins. And he's going to say, why should I forgive you of your sins? Now, he's not going to audibly talk to you. I mean, that's up for debate, but he's not going to audibly talk to you. But what he's going to say, or what you need to know from him, is how can I be forgiven of my sins? I don't, you can't just go to God and ask for forgiveness. And he goes, yeah, okay, I forgive you. Because God is also just, and he is holy, and he is righteous, and he is perfect, and he demands perfection. So... What he did for us, for those who believe, is he put all the sins of his followers onto Jesus and then sacrificed Jesus on the cross to atone for our sin. 
Jesus paid for the sins that you committed. And when you believe on that, you will be forgiven of your sin. Turn to Jesus Christ, who died for your sin and was raised after three days, conquering sin and death. Be reconciled to that, because a man cannot reconcile you, and you will also go from always trying to be reconciled to actually reconciled. So follow Christ, trust in him and him alone, and forget about what this church tells you. You don't you don't need them. You have you have you have observed properly, friend. So let's carry on. If that happened to you, right? Would you not want something like that to happen for you too? I mean, they're they're human just like we are. It doesn't matter. So listen to this guy. Now, if something like that happened to you, wouldn't you want that to happen to you? So basically, I guess what he's saying is, and I'm I'm, I shouldn't make I'm not making fun of him. I shouldn't make fun of him. Just the 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 full ignorance of people just assuming that a genocide happened um or whatever he thinks happened is so far from the truth that he wants the pope to come apologize no matter what color you are just because they're native doesn't mean any difference in us because they're not i mean they were here before we were and i mean we should appreciate that but the thing is i mean they have lots of problems which they should be able to fix you know they need a lot of help but the thing with that see honestly you know this is a man who's been conditioned by soft bigotry i think um you know they need a lot of help to fix the problems they can't fix the problems themselves they they need us to save them from whatever themselves their history whatever um and be, it's because of that attitude that uh the people you know living in these reserve systems uh i don't think they'll a lot of them will ever be able to escape it and and better and better their lives because People think they're incapable of it unless they get more and more help. But the help never helps. Schools and stuff like that where a lot of those kids got killed, I don't think that was right. So not a single one of those 215 bodies has actually been found. Not. So I don't know this guy, but he sounds pretty great. I'm actually going to turn him down a little if I can. Uh... Oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm going to turn him down. Act one. You see, this whole story started with an activist anthropology lecturer announced that you'd use ground-penetrating radar to find evidence of a mass grave at this form of school, but the results weren't certain. She said the bodies need to be dug up. But the media didn't wait, of course, though, to treat speculation as fact. But now it seems the so-called bodies... Detected by the activists was just radar findings of tree roots and other soil disturbances. Recently, after proper examination, it was discovered that the Kamloops Residential School, which was claimed to have 215 bodies of children, had no remains found. 
With this new information, how do you feel about the response that Canada has taken? What are my thoughts on it? I'll, I'll give you my thoughts first. Um, well, I'm relieved to know that there is no evidence that um, the white people were just wrangling up uh, indigenous kids and murdering them willy-nilly. That is a great thing to know, and it should relieve us that children weren't just being murdered left and right. Now let's let's see what Lions Not Sheep guy says. I well, obviously the government is trying to do everything that they can to to figure out um, to get some justice and and obviously. So justice for what? Because you know there are things that were done that were not good, but it obviously wasn't murdering tons of children. Again, there's a lot of history there, and I uh, understand that the Pope just visited Canada here, and, and he had some choice words for the whole whole thing as well, so I'm sure uh, it's in proper hands. That's alarming. So that guy clearly just didn't want to offend anybody. Let's see what um, what this girl has to say. So she says, that's alarming. So that's in regard to the fact that no bodies have been found. So she says, that's alarming. I guess, because um, we already are seeing a lot of fake news. However, that... So what does that mean? I don't know if she means that it's fake news about what she said, or if it's fake news about the bodies. I think it's the latter, but she's going to double down anyway, I think. doesn't still take away the pain that was inflicted by the church to the people in the indigenous community. So even though a lie has been being perpetuated, um, the reputations of, of dead people have been permanently marred. Churches were burned down in retaliation to these mass graves that were never found. And um, what I'm sorry, what 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 was your what was your issue? What was your main concern? We are seeing a lot of fake news. However, that doesn't still take away the pain that was inflicted by the church to. You're still worried about the pain inflicted by the church, even though um, there's still no evidence of mass graves and murdering tons of children. That's still your conclusion. Is that it's it's there's not enough. It's not enough yet. You still need to do something about all the pain. And look, I know people that were wounded in the residential school system. Um, I also know people that had a really really positive. Uh, experience because it took them out of their horrendous households. That's the story I was told by someone. So you will never hear that side, though. The people in the indigenous community. Over 60 churches have been vandalized um, in response to the um, residential schools and the mass graves that have been found. Do you think that that outrage is justifiable? Um, that's, a, that's a tricky one. I think for, um, for the native people, um, a lot of them are quite mellow and, 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 and accept the fact that it's over and things are moving on. There's a lot of them out there, and I can tell you for a fact that uh, they're ticked off, you know. What they're doing and bringing the Pope here doesn't, isn't going to change a thing, you know. Whatever the Pope is saying for his apology here in Alberta, he could have done the same when the natives went there a couple of months ago. I watched it on Rebel News, right? 
change is a long ways from over and bringing the Pope here is not going to fix it you know I don't like him personally anyways my mom's Catholic and um, she doesn't have the time of day for him my mom was raised a Catholic and you know I don't think whatever he says about uh, about what happened or what he was told happened is going to make any difference with his um, apology at all. I have come to your native lands to tell you in person of my sorrow, to implore God's forgiveness, healing, and reconciliation, to express my closeness and to pray with you and for you. As a First Nations person, do you accept the Pope's apology for the wrong... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't even have anything to say, honestly. Roman Catholic Church's involvement in the residential schools in Canada. No, I wouldn't accept it because it's not his apology to uh, give, but it's... The uh, gesture is fine, but it doesn't do us any good. I I agree with this man at least that uh, him apologizing literally does nothing. What the conclusion of that is, or the outcome of that is, is probably very very different. But I agree with him that the Pope apologizing means literally nothing. I, money could be spent elsewhere on like the. Uh finding the kids that are still out there that money could be spent to find those people and then give us an apology help us find those kids or something it's so again what what kids is he what is he talking about i would love to know what kids i'm sure there are missing children but hundreds and hundreds of bodies all over the place it's not it's not true Instead of paving a road for you to come into the community. Well, the mainstream media brings you one. I would agree with that. Paving every road that he drove on was a real, real use of tax dollars. Every road that the Pope went on was paved so that his drive-in would be not bumpy. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, the insanity of that? One side of the story, my colleagues are up in northern Alberta to bring you the other side. To follow more on the coverage of the Pope visiting Canada, go to popereports.com. Um, so yeah, as you guys can see, uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy time there uh, in Calgary. Now, I just thought that that was like a good video. Um, we've gotten to see the Pope wearing a headdress, which they're really not pumping that picture very much. I can't imagine why. <sighs> but yeah, that's it. That, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, so I don't need this anymore. Well, I need it always. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think we need to accept the Pope's apology? Do you think the Pope is relevant or important for healing and reconciliation in Canada or is he, are we just in a constant state of always seeking reconciliation and the other side never letting us off the hook? And also, are we allowed to be held accountable for uh, other people's sins? I would say no. 
but I'll let you guys make up your own decisions. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm ending it uh, right now. And I will see you guys next week, hopefully, if everything works out the way it needs to. All right, guys, have a great night.